0: All right. Joined by my friend, the funny, the man, the myth, the legend, man, I hate saying that phrase. Arthur Simeon. What's going on, Hey, buddy? Hi, Trent. When did that start? When do you think that started the saying the man, the myth, the legend? When did that become a staple introduction for people?
1: I feel like it must have been, and I hate to do this because you're going to think it's biased, but it's like, it's true. It's probably said with King Arthur. Wow. Wow. Because some really? people think he's a myth. We all know he's a legend because of how great he was. And we know he was a man. And so when he was being introduced, you know, even though he wanted like, no, no, no we're all equal. It's the round table. Like, let's all chill. They'd be like, no, but listen. You're the man, the myth, (laughs) the legend. And then, you know, little did he know it would be used at wedding speeches Uh. for the rest (laughs) of time.
0: And also used to describe sometimes some pretty infamous people. You know, like I often go, the legend isn't always a positive you know, thing. It's like, nah, yeah. it was some pretty shady stuff, actually, that I recall I yeah. was part
1: of. I don't know if legend is the word I would use, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's your choice. Go
0: ahead. Use it if you want.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that's the beautiful word about word like legend. That it, it, There's no qualification, right? It's like, okay, I guess. You I know? Mean, so he yeah, murdered what? 13 people. I guess that's legendary, I guess. Man's a legend. <laughs> Man is a legend. That guy murdered like nobody
0: else. I mean, we all remember it. Guy's a legend. You know? A legend, yeah. Maybe in in prison, like, does does you think there's like status within a prison system? Like that guy, that guy, 3206. That that guy?
1: For sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's a legend. That man's a legend. Have you heard his rap sheet?
1: Yeah. He's a legend. (laughs) For sure. Like, listen, (laughs) I have six bodies on me. And, but I can't even. You know how long it took me to get there? For that guy, that was just one day. That was a, that was a Tuesday. That was a
0: Tuesday. He, he used to do that. He wasn't even feeling good. He had yeah. a flu. He had a flu yeah. when he was doing it. Wasn't he even was he not doing it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was his flu game. <laughs> <laughs> his, his flu game was six bodies, but. His fl-
0: flu murdering in his student, dude could murder in his sleep. Dude could yeah. murder in his sleep, wake up. Six people had been killed. He had no recollection of it. It was just literally like taking candy from a baby. That guy The yep. I mean, guy, guy had a gift. The guy guy yeah. had a gift.
1: Yeah. It's kind of sad that the justice system took that away from us, because honestly, we would have loved to see how far, you know? Who knows? He was in I mean, his he would, prime.
0: He was just he was in his
1: prime. Yeah, he was just getting started. <laughs>
0: <laughs> guy was guy was still twenty one. Guy was still yeah. twenty one. His just yeah figuring out. Just kidding. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Just discovered his voice. Imagine if
0: LeBron. Imagine if LeBron had been incarcerated at twenty one. At yeah, twenty one, what well, we would have well, we missed. Would've, right? all the stuff would have missed. But it's <laughs> so true. I was thinking about this the other today. Actually, as like Arthur Simeon's on today. I was like, when did you and I first meet? Is is why the question I asked myself, and I think it would have been either at Absolute Comedy, maybe in Toronto or Ottawa. I think it was in Toronto first. I think no, was it, it was Ottawa. Ottawa. It was Ottawa. Yep. At Absolute, and we were working together, right? Like you were. Yes. We were on the, We were on the same weekend, working the whole weekend. Same today.
1: weekend, yeah. And for yeah. fun fact, that was the first ever weekend I worked. Absolute. Was it really? Yeah. Man, speaking of murdering, great so, of <laughs> you, I had uh, done, because I had done, right I used to live close to the Toronto Club and I had done guest spots there, but never as official, like, I, it's just because I knew sort of the people who were running it and I would drop in every once in a while to do like a quick five minute set. But yeah, that was the first time I was on like, like a club tour with Absolute because I'd been working with the competition for years before that.
0: Right. Yeah. It's so funny because I think about and I don't know if you ever think about all the people you've met, like comedians you've met throughout the course of your career. And, you know, there's lots of great people in the business, but then there's also some people that you're like, wow, that was odd and weird and uncomfortable for everybody involved. (laughs) And I think I just remember you and I, like, just hit it off, like, right away. Like, our sense of humor was exactly the same. We laughed at the same stuff. We eventually, by the time the week ended, you and I could literally just look at each other. Like, if something happened, we could literally just look at each other. We
1: both knew what the other, yeah, <laughs> the other person it was thinking Yeah, <laughs> It felt like we had worked together for years. Yeah, it did. Because, again, did. I don't know if people who are listening know this, because sometimes, yeah, like, you get... Especially on the road, we had to stay in the same apartment because sometimes yeah. you get different hotel rooms, and it's all you know. Good, everyone's sort of in their own bubble, but you're sharing an apartment with people you've never met, and even though you're doing the same job and you're going to be in the same uh, club for a while, it's kind of weird to share the workspace and the living space for. Like, like six seven days straight so you're always like i don't know what i'm gonna get what's gonna be on the other side and i'm sure the other person is feeling the same way but you and i from like night one yeah like this is fun this is gonna be a good week yeah
0: this would be a good time because you're right it's literally like rolling the dice like yeah okay i got this weekend in ottawa looking forward to a great club but it all will depend on who you're rooming with for that six days or whatever it's going to be and it could be a very different experience because you can have oh, the shows have been great, but you got to go back and live with this guy, and you guys are not really seeing eye-to-eye eye on not yep. or just kind of going your separate ways. And yep. I've had that, too, where you wake up in the morning, that person's already gone for the day to go do their yep. stuff. Like, there's no hanging out at all, but no. you and I were like, all right, let's go get some lunch. Let's go here. Let's go hang out. Like, it was, uh, yeah, we just kind of hit it off right from the get-go. I remember that instantly.
1: Um, yeah, it was I, a fun weekend, and, and you know, it's, it's kind of like a spoiler weekend, too, because I've done, you know, I've been in, I've been at other clubs subsequently and I've been very lucky for most of the opportunities. It's like I've hung out with other people I really knew very well and we hang out. Uh, but I've had a couple again where I was just meeting someone for the first time and it was difficult, not in like a very antagonistic way, but it's just like, like you said, like we wake up and we each just do our own thing. And it's very weird because you're living in the same space and you only see each other five minutes before showtime. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Like, hey, how was your day today? Did you, uh, did you go anywhere? Yeah, I went downtown. All right, good talk. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> show started? Yeah. Okay. Well, yep. oh, there comes the, uh, the music. There's Eminem. All right. Well, yep. Let's get this. Thing. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> let's get started. Um, it's so funny because like, I know you and I look at this as like that whole setup of living with a stranger for a week as normal. But I realize when I tell people this in the outside world, how absolutely insane it is to say, Carl, you do sales. Uh, you're going to go to Ottawa for the weekend to do uh, this conference. And we're going to put you in a condo with another person you've never met who you may not get along with at all. And yep. may actually scare you at times. But yep. uh, we'll, we're going to do that and set you up there. That'll be your lodgings for the week. But also, I expect you to do a great job yes. <laughs> when you get to work every yeah. single day. I don't want to hear... Single day you were distracted or any of that put all that aside and show up and deliver in front of you know uh 200 people every single time when you show every single up. night that's, that's the expectation
1: yeah insane. yeah and and we all get used to it and we think it's like the gnome yeah yeah like
0: that's that's like yeah that's what you do that's totally normal and The other thing is that's the one side of it, just the actual living with someone. And the other side, of course, sometimes coupled with that is the actual traveling with someone where now you are in the car with someone for seven hours and you guys are going to drive around from place to place for a few nights in a row and spend all that time. Like no one else does this in any other line of work and is expected to perform at a high level once you arrive. No one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No one, I remember our, we have a mutual friend in No Kidwai. Yeah, yeah, and same same situation. I was coming I was going to the western part of Canada to do like a bit of a run, and he was going to be working with me in like five different cities in the space of about a week. And I realized as I landed. You know, uh, I think I was landing in Edmonton and he was picking me up at the airport in Edmonton, taking me to Grand Prairie. And I remember landing and being like waiting for my luggage and realizing, oh, I don't know this guy. We've never met. I don't know. I barely know what he looks like. I think we had exchanged like numbers maybe, but I'm like, I I don't know anything about this person. And for the next week, we're going to be in a car together. Not like two or three days, a (laughs) week we were driving around. And it turns out he's such an amazing dude that we got along great again. But it was one of those things I didn't realize. Like You're flying and everything is fine, but it was only at the airport that I realized, oh, this could go very wrong. (laughs) This could be... You know, like only one of us might make it to the first destination. Yes. This you know?
0: someone might be thrown out of the vehicle about an hour in. Yeah. Yeah. And you and then the, the downside of that is though you didn't have to cover the time. Like you exactly. just yeah. lost uh, 30 minutes just fell off the show. 30 minutes you, just you, yeah. Yeah. Got out of the gas station. Yeah. But I, I remember getting into that. the
1: car and he went, Hey man, I, I messed up. I forgot to bring all my music so all I have is like this outcast cd and I was just like that's enough that's it we're gonna get along that's fine that's That's okay we're good
0: (laughs) yeah we're great that'll be good that's a great start Great. that's a great start
1: we'll figure out the rest the other
0: part the other things too that check the list for me are like nobody asked anybody for money within the first hour uh no one's like hey can you hey man can you spot me a hundred bucks until I get uh, the check yeah, yeah. next week. I'll email you the cat,
1: whatever. Hey, None can of we that. Stop
0: in here. Can we stop in here real quick? I just want to go in here. I got to go to the bank. I got to, yeah. there's all these stops along the way. These are, I was, I was like, Oh no, this is, this is not going to be good. I already know. It's not going to be yeah. good, but, but here's the thing, Arthur, we at least have the advantage of, you know, the internet. And yeah. you can do a little bit of a on someone and kind of go, okay, that's who that is and whatever. Imagine back in, like, the 80s and the 90s. It was, <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> it was a
1: genuine roll of the, the dice.
0: It <laughs> would have been just you standing up with your bags at the airport just looking yeah. around, like, just what other disheveled person here looks like they would be a, are you here to, no? Okay, what's, what's the, like, it's, nobody no. would have known anything,
1: you know? Because also you have to, like, you have to confirm everything on a landline Right. Like everything has all the information that you need. If anything changes. Right. Because sometimes like say you're going to drive with someone and maybe they have a family and maybe their kid has something that, you know, like the the pickup time changes from like 4 p.m. to like 6 p.m. If that happens after you've left the house. That's a wrap. Like that's it. Like you, <laughs> it was it's over. It was, you're sitting there for two hours.
0: Guy. Yeah, yeah. You're no, like, that guy's yeah. clearly not home. That guy's not yeah. home right now. So that's yeah. the number I have. That's, that's the, number the number I have. I have.
1: Like, oh, <laughs> exactly. So we're gonna have to figure this out the old school way.
0: Yeah, just look. Trying to make eye contact with people. Like, is this guy? Are you looking for someone? Are you? Are you here to pick up? No, you're no, not. Picking? No. No. Are you? Do you want me to get in the car with you to go to Kelowna? Is that no? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> sorry like, get away from me. Okay, sorry.
1: No. Nope. That's, <laughs>
0: that's my bad. My bad. I thought it was a connection. I thought yeah. you could have been okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Um, so I, I think yeah, we as as crazy as it is for us in this day and age, it's uh it would have been tougher for them back in the day. Um, what have you been up to, my friend? I don't we haven't been in the same room in a few years, that's for sure. Um what have you been up to since this whole crazy world went sideways? About a year. I've been
1: ago? at home. Been up- uh, I've been at home. I've managed to do some writing. I worked on uh, John Doe's humor resources. Uh, mm-hmm. Great show uh, for those who are listening. Catch up on CBC Gem. <clears throat> um, I worked on that for most of last uh, last year and you know did a few things with cbc radio but for the most part i've just been at home you know i didn't even really do virtuous shows because i just felt like it wasn't the same energy yeah so i ended up you know i've done like maybe two or three you know in the last year but uh yeah i've just 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 the shutdown was like okay i guess i'm home now because my life like most comedians was on the road was was going to you know perform for yep. people and overnight it was like no that's the most dangerous thing that you could do so i know i know yeah. it's insane. did you
0: feel like when it went away stand up performing live did you have you felt like you really really missed it or have you been surprised at how it's kind of slipped out of your life and and you kind of adjusted to it oh, I, no. people, people have yeah people i've talked to have been both ways where they're like They've just kind of pivoted into something else and kind of like, ah, I don't really mind not being on the road and I don't mind whatever. Other people are like, no, I need to get back on stage. So which boat?
1: I, was- yeah. I wish I could say that I have, I've sort of pivoted in a way. Like I, I, I can't tell you how much I miss it. And I think for me, the first two months were the easy ones. Like the first two, three months, like from mid-March when they shut down to about end of May, I was good because um, in a way it was good to have the break. Right. Cause you're like on the road, you're trying to do all this stuff. So it was like, you're home for a while. And I was like, this is good. This is good. It's, it's springtime. You get to be home. You're chilling. And then towards the end of may, it started to be like, okay, the realization of a, I'm not, I haven't done shows in almost two months. And two, there's a lot of stuff that's happening in the world that I would like to talk to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can't. And so you're writing all these jokes and they're going nowhere. Yeah, and that's yeah. when the itch started really happening So like when the summer came around And again I was glad to get um, This writing worked As a distraction But as summer came around It became very apparent that I needed stand up more than Just a way to make a living yeah. It was also a way to sort of Organize your thoughts on On issues that are happening around you Whether it's in mm-hmm. your personal life Or in the world or whatever it is So no, for sure. I miss it. I miss it. And, and like, I did a few outdoor shows, you know, social distance and all that stuff in the summer to kind of like, quell the thirst a little bit. But for sure, I can't wait to get back out there. Yeah, you're right. Cause I miss stand up. Like, stand up is such a beautiful thing. It is.
0: It is. And you realize there's nothing else that compares to it. Like, no. I, I like to get into writing, you know, yeah. um, vibes as well. And I'm kind of cool just to be at my laptop and writing and banging out ideas. But the, the thing that I really missed during that time, too, was like the, um, the immediacy of sitting down, having a thought or an idea, maybe jotting it out a little bit and knowing tonight I can get to a stage and see if this works tonight in front of strangers. I can find yes. out if this thing that I think yeah. is funny if it actually is funny to other people and you could do it instantly. If you could just pop on a stage somewhere. And I realized like, I do, I do live off that to a large extent. Like I love oh, that. I, and as a sense of connection to it, I think too, like I felt yeah. this connects me to other human beings like this. I have this thought and I share it and you also get it. And now we're in this big collective together. When that's taken away, I realized like, Oh yeah, that's a massive hole that I need filled. I don't know if they yeah. do it the same way.
1: Absolutely. Same thing. Same thing. Like I, I, I you know, like I I I I admire actually people who say they've been able to sort of shift focus because I couldn't even like the first few months people were like, you know, are you gonna do like virtual shows? And I was like, I can't because that's not what I signed up for. You know, that's right. not how this thing works. And and I knew it. It was one of those things. You know how people always tell you don't you know assume things or don't knock something until you try it. In my mind, I knew what the end result of the virtual shows was going to be to my own right. psyche. Right. And I remember doing the first virtual show. Like I, I, I refused to do them for months. And when I did the first one, exactly what I thought would happen was what happened. Cause when right. I was done, I went, no, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> that's not <laughs> yeah. it at all. You, you know, know what it's, like? it's like, no, it's like, it's like
0: when you have your favorite brand of something like yeah. drink or chips, and then you try the alternative. Yeah, like, well, it's kind of the same, right? Like, yeah. that's a flavor I like, it's just a different yeah. brand, it'll be fine. And the minute yeah. you put the first chip in your mouth, you're like, This is not them, this is not the, this yeah. is not the thing, the, thing I that, like at that, all.
1: And don't get me wrong, like, if that's all, if that's the only brand that's left, and we're hungry. Yeah, I'll eat it. Eat it. But trust me, the moment the story is like, oh, your favorite brand is back, get out of here. All of it, I'm setting it all on fire. The alternative, all of it on fire. Yeah. Garbage
0: fire. Yeah. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. I was the same way. I got asked to do a bunch of Zoom shows, and I was like, I appreciate the offer, but I was like, I just don't, I don't know where the joy would be in that because if I can't hear the response back from what I'm saying, then it's just me up here talking to a screen. So what I filled it in with, I did say yes to a bunch of hosting things. So hosting a virtual pub night for somebody or or a sports team or whatever that I felt like, well, I'm not really looking for the same kind of response every 15, 30 seconds. So it's just me introducing guests or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that I can do without needing that affirmation. Like, you know, every, every, every half minute. And, uh, that, that was doable for me.
1: Yeah. And again, going back to the sort of comments of taking things for granted, like a lot of the process of stand-up we took for granted, you know, like the, the getting ready, like you said, writing all these ideas down. But even watching other people, right, there was so yeah. much joy in watching uh, comedians at any level, you know, whether they're starting out, whether they're veterans, just sort of. Doing their thing, and you took it for granted because every night you'd walk in and you'd watch someone, and you'd listen to a joke, and you'd laugh so hard. You're like, "Oh man, that's so silly, dumb, or profound, or small whatever it is." That sort of catches your fancy, and then all of that is gone. Yeah, I mean, you can catch it on Netflix, but it's not the same thing. No, you're right. You're right. The the cool thing about and I don't know if it's the same for every profession,
0: but I really believe this. I think I think you're a better comedian for having been in the room when you see someone who's really, really good at their craft. Like if you're live, they're live on a stage like a few feet from you and they're rocking a room. I think you're a better comedian at the end of that performance, even if you didn't get on that night. Because you just absorb everything. Absolutely you know what I mean? Like you absorb it all. And you're right. If you take that away, that's another thing now you're missing. So it's not just you performing. It's also, I'm not evolving as a comic. I'm not able to actually take in all yes. this great talent that talent around.
1: One of the biggest pieces of advice that I still up to this day, I'm, like I really, really like, I'm lucky that I was given. Cause I don't know how many people have that chance is, uh, Kenny Robinson, who we talked to the last time in the group said, when, when I was starting out, and when you're starting out, you know, for people who are listening who don't really sort of care or know about like stand-up, it's like you don't get a lot of stage time. Like you're new, new to the business and no one really cares about you. So if you're lucky, you might get two or three sports during the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, but the weekend is reserved for those who have sort of established themselves. And he told me, he's like, every Friday and Saturday you have off, go watch the headliners. And I used to like for the first two years I did consistently until I started being on the road myself, every other weekend I had off, I would go sit in any of the comedy clubs because the advantage is you get to know the staff, you don't have to pay. They'll be like, Hey, I'll go sit in the corner over there. And I watched pretty much anyone and everyone who came through. And it was such a great thing. Cause like you said, when you watch the great ones do it, you pick up stuff that you're like, okay, that's how you, you know, you also set a standard for yourself, but you also learn what not to do. From the terrible ones that do it, right? Because I watch so <laughs> many people just, yeah. like, lose the, the, the whole plot, right? Like, I remember once I was watching a guy, and I can't even remember his name now, but he, in his intro joke, he said, like, you know, he had, like, a line in his intro joke, and a woman sort of, you know how those, the, the, the laughers who repeat your line like they hear something <laughs> funny and then they laugh and they repeat the line, like kind of like, oh my goodness, he said car. Oh my God. Right. So it was one of those situations. He had a line in one of his intro jokes. This woman in the audience is like, oh my goodness, I can't believe he said blue car. Oh my God, it's so funny. And he just went at her. Like, how dare you? And it's cuss words. And it's like, I'm, I'm not he- Like I'm the entertainer blob. And it wasn't actually a heckle. It was genuinely someone enjoying the show. (laughs) And the whole audience knew she was enjoying the show. And the audience turned. And this was within three minutes of a 45-minute set. And for the next 42 minutes, maybe even more, because he was trying to chase it, he just ate (laughs) it. And I was just kind of like, that was so unnecessary. Everything about this was so unnecessary, and it ruined the rest of the show.
0: Yeah, you're right. You can learn from you can learn from the other the mistakes of other people. Like you don't yeah. have to make them yourself. You can go, okay, know what to sell. Yeah. Maybe know maybe know what the person said first before you pull out both exactly.
1: yeah. and try and sh- blow their yeah, head out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> akin to someone like chasing after you. Like say you dropped your wallet and someone runs after you say, like, excuse me, Trent. Dropped your wallet, and you just turn around and you stab them in the face. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, I was just returning your wallet. Like, what is happening? <laughs> that teaches then, you to run up on me. It's like, no, no, no. Maybe assess then, the situation first.
0: <laughs> and then you're right. And then after I stab them in the face, I try and get them to buy my DVD. Exactly. Afterwards. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. hey, how's your? Are you bleed? You still bleeding there?
1: You still and bleeding? Anyways, if
0: you see a lot of these DVDs there. They're, they're yeah. 20. Yeah. I'm going to pretend there. You're going to lose the eye.
1: No? Do you think you'll ever <laughs> have tough sight in that eye? Do you Do you think? Because <laughs> I really don't, need you, need don't you to watch this stuff, DVD. But. Yeah. And it just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I took out the eye, but if the other one is working, this DVD you'll you like really enjoy. It's just as funny with the one eye. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. you
0: don't lose anything, you know, yeah. at
1: all. So. <laughs> Dude,
0: you're describing a scenario. You're describing a scenario that I have seen so many times. And again, for people who don't, you know, are not into stand up per se. That idea of like if someone in the audience says something, you're you can't be trigger happy in terms of like oh that must be a bad nope. thing and a heckle you and that's why comedians often ask you to repeat what you said because they don't know exactly. what you said. But he was just like what? Yeah, someone said something and he was just on edge, terrified, yep. and said a heckle. What? Hmm? And yep. you go for it, and it's like you're right. It's not just that you upset that person that you went after. The audience now goes, "She didn't deserve that. She was having yeah. a great time. What is yeah. wrong
1: with you?" What is wrong with you? Exactly. And that's another actually great piece of advice is sometimes you even know what they said, but by asking them to repeat it, the audience comes on board. So now the audience knows, "Okay, cuz not everyone may have heard it sometimes." Yeah. So you go, excuse me, what did you say? They say it back, and then we're all on the same page. So if it's rude, now the audience is like, no, no, you have a license. Check out the guns, do whatever you got to do. Yeah,
0: they confirmed what you thought, so go ahead. Now we all know. But if they're like, no, she literally was just having the time of her life. It's her, yeah. it's her birthday. She's excited to be here. Yeah. yeah. She just
1: she, said, she's got a car like
0: that. That's all yeah. she said. She yeah, said, that's all she said.
1: She's got a, she's got a shitbox car like that too. That's all yeah. she said. That's all she, she's on your side. She was enjoying she this. You. She brought yeah. five people. To, she brought five people to see you. She saw, <laughs> she saw your stuff online. She thought it was yeah. amazing. It was amazing. She, <laughs> And then everyone else, even when you're telling funny jokes, they're like, no, nah, we're not going to give it to you. No, no. I'm exactly. laughing on the inside. Don't get me wrong. But I think you're a garbage human being. You don't deserve the sound of my laughter. It's so and it's true. funny that human beings will do that, too. Oh, it's amazing. Well, it's I always compare
0: it to when you're on stage and you're doing your thing it's like you're walking a high wire like one misstep and you're right like you could hit a patch of black ice and spit into a ditch so quickly and everything could be cooking everything could yep. be working you feel like they get you they're comfortable you set a tone it's great and you're right one misstep and all that is washed away and you are minus five Gone. and you have a hole to dig out
1: of and you're like yep.
0: what happened yep. hey. How did that, and this is all happening in seconds. This is happening in, in no seconds. seconds, And you have to all make decisions
1: it. in that moment. Yeah. Like, how did we get to this point? <laughs> exactly. You know? I've like, heard that did, happen. You know? i that like, where
0: I go. Well, as my mouth is moving, saying another line, my head is going, how? How did it? Yeah. Where did I? What did I? What was it? Was it my tone? What did I say? Was it, <laughs> was it the glass that broke? The surface yeah. broke the glass? Was that how it? Went off the rails? I don't
1: understand. Dude, I've watched a comedian once lose an audience by the cause I was the host, and just his response to my bring him on stage. He some he mentioned something like race or something like something very innocent and mundane. And the audience was like, No, we didn't like it. <laughs> and I was friends with the person. And I was trying from like the side of the stage to be like, No, 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 we are cool. Like, this is not a bigoted, hateful person. He's just sort of trying to be funny in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And the audience immediately went, no, mm-mm. We don't... Not going yeah. to have it. Yeah, we're not going to have it. And you're up there for 45 minutes to an hour being like, really? This dumb line that I thought would be funny that I thought of 45 seconds before I walked on stage is now the, the judgment zone? Like, that's just... <laughs> like <laughs> a, a picture in my mind you know what it reminds me of yeah. it reminds
0: me of a boxer two boxers going out the, the referees like alright fellas keep the punches bo- above the belt all yep. right, go back to your corners. The bell rings, and you just literally get punched in the face. <laughs> You haven't even left your corner. You your robe <laughs> is still on. Like, you're still taking your robe off, and it's all <laughs> you're, you're just
1: yeah, just- <laughs> your corner, your bench, your coaches are still going down the stairs. They haven't even reached. like
0: They
1: still have your mouth guard? They're standing your They still have your mouse guard? They're, you they They're like, oh, we – oh. Like, <laughs> Boom. what do you mean he's on the floor what happened <laughs> i just got to my seat i just how did i just on his back what doing? is happening
0: <laughs> that's how quick it could happen and you're so right it's like it is such a fine line to establish yourself to build that trust when you first get up there and one wrong line one comment to someone in the audience <laughs> everything's like that and it's over. Dave Nystrom said, um, I don't know if you know, Dave is a comic. Yeah. yeah, Dave's a great guy. And Dave said when his early days doing stand up, they had a fantastic, um, open mic at the urban well in Vancouver. And it was, it was famous. They would do multiple shows during the week. It was sold out every night. Uh, Brent buck was going there. Then Erwin Barker, like it was heavy hitters going there And, and you had to bring a new set every week. And he said, one time, one of the things they did is they tried to do that purposely. They tried. The goal was everyone had to try and dig a hole early in your set and see if you could get the audience onside by the time your set finished. And he goes, sometimes you managed to do it, and sometimes it wasn't possible. And he goes, when you come out with a statement off the top that you knew was going to put the audience against you and stack it against you. And then it was like, okay, now I only have five to seven minutes. And that's not a lot of time, right? Like it sounds like a lot of time, but it's not a lot of time to turn an audience's opinion of okay, no, you know. And uh, it it was a great challenge uh, to do every single. Yeah, because we've all seen
1: that too. Where it's like someone starts off in a rough way, and they're supposed to five to seven. So twenty five minutes later, they're still like, anyways. um, So what else? What else can I? The thing. um, uh, The thing. One last thing before I leave. Oh,
0: man, you're so true. Well, it's, yeah. a, it's a social experiment every single time. And you're right. Yeah. When the pandemic hit, you lost all that. Like, you used all to be that. back of the room be able to watch this every single week and see what to do, what not to do. And I don't... The other thing, too, you talked about was Kenny's advice to you about going to the club when you can to just watch headliners. I don't know if people were doing that before the pandemic, even. Like, I don't know if comics now who are not working if they're interested in just going to a club and hanging out and just observing and watching, and I know we'll sound old school saying that and right. like, ah, oh, you guys are old, like, whatever. I'd rather go somewhere else or be with my girlfriend. And that's fine. That's fine. But I don't know. If, I don't know if people still do that. Do you think like just go and watch and observe? And learn. no,
1: cause I think generationally, I think the, the, the game changed a little bit. Like I, I a lot of comics are in it. Like the short run is basically just do enough stand-up just to be able to do other things. For the craft of stand-up itself, it's not as valuable to a younger generation as it was in the past. And so I don't think as many people do that anymore because now there's also people everywhere. Like when we were sort of coming up, there was just like the few clubs, but now there's shows pretty much everywhere. So people are more invested in getting terrible stage time than actually going out and getting quality stage time or watching... Or watching people yeah yeah that's a good you point. know <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah and so it's like yeah so it's like it's 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 i don't think it's as popular anymore because i've always told people like watch as many people as you can again not just because you learn from the good ones but you can also learn from the not so good ones
0: yeah i'll tell you what else i've had happen is that two things one thing I've noticed too, is I, I've gone to watch a performer and I might not necessarily get their humor myself, but the audience is loving it. And the yes. audience is digging it and I'm like, wow, okay. Well, what am I missing? Like, what is it that they're doing right. that, that what he's doing that this audience <clears throat> totally is digging and there's something to learn there. And the other thing I've heard someone said to me is that what's replaced going to the club to hang out to watch other comedians perform and do their thing is podcasting so now you have a lot of younger comics who've grown up on the concept of podcasting and listening to comics talk about said profession right and so so they're like well i don't i don't need to go to the club to learn stuff because i'm just i listen to joe rogan's podcast or i listen to this guy's podcast Mm -hmm. so i'm gaining knowledge and i guess there's an argument for that too but i still think nothing beats being in the room watching someone do their thing i think you do
1: learn communication but you don't learn stand-up listening to a podcast i don't think that's that you know, yeah. like you could listen to all the great ones. Like I loved the show, The Green Room, with Paul yeah. Provenza. Like that was such a great show to watch if you're into like stand up and culture. But even that one didn't really give you what it is that no. people do. And it's like it's comics talking around. The other thing that you you you, as you're talking, I remember is like the the one thing that has taken over that I kind of find a little bit irritating sometimes is when new comics are more interested in the hangout than in the stand up. Yeah. Stand-up. yeah. Where I'm kind of like, no, you're wasting time. Yeah. You only have so much time to sort of get good at this craft and you're more interested in the hangout. And don't get me wrong. Like we all create your circle of friends and whatever, but it's like, no, 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 go out. And actually, if you're not watching it, be doing it. And sure. Take time out every once in a while. You go sit down and have a few drinks with comics. There's no better hang than hanging around with a bunch of funny people sort of being silly, but balance it out in a way that that's maybe 20 or 30 percent max of sort of your comedy life yeah but for some people it's like 80 percent of their comedy life is sort of hanging out and drinking and it's like no 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 no, like go out either be do- doing it or be watching it
0: yeah that's good advice that's really good advice because <clears throat> i realized too early you know i was like you're going to open mics you're going on a tuesday a monday or whatever and like drinks are flowing every single night people are like oh you know there's a couple free beer tickets or drink tickets and you know next thing you know it's tuesday night and now you're three beers in and you're like okay i got a day job i gotta go to tomorrow and you know like and then i realized that you don't have to do the party thing every night like you can still go observe or go and do your set you can stick around you don't have to drink you can go home and i think to a lot of people that's a foreign concept like well what what do you mean? Like, the, but the ladies giving given out the drink tickets. It's like, yeah, yeah, you don't have to take them. You can literally have yeah. water. You can grab a yeah. Sprite. You can get a coffee. You could, like, you don't yeah. have
1: if, to. If you don't realize that early, you're in trouble because the alcohol will always be, you know, like, it's yeah. one of the things of the business, like, there's so much booze. Yeah. So much booze. Which, by yeah. the way, I'm not complaining. Don't get me wrong. But when you're starting out, it can be a very, very sort of big distraction.
0: Yeah. Well, I've seen people, I, I watched guys starting out here and I watched people who were pretty talented and really had, I think, had what it took to be a professional comedian, that like they could make some money and stay in the game for a while. But I saw that other side take over. Everything became a party. The party actually, I heard the same thing about Sam Kinison. I think Jay Leno said um, the problem with Sam was just getting him to the stage after a while. Like it's almost like the access he got granted because he was a great stand-up comedian that almost became the the focus was the party afterwards and the stand-up was just uh, in the way after a while yeah i think that happens to a lot of comedians where it's like oh "Oh, yeah i gotta do the show i gotta do the show ah right yeah it's like yeah dude that's why we're here that's That's why we're here that's why we flew to vancouver yeah to do the show like oh yeah right right yeah drinks though right drinks yeah yeah drinks too but the show, we gotta you know
1: but the show and then you know And then you can have. And a it's like, also- and that's the thing too. It's like once you do the shows and the shows are going great, then you have all the reason to sort of yes. tie one on at the end of the night. But it's like if yeah. you show up hangover and you don't get the job done, guess what? That's probably the last time that person is going to book you.
0: Yeah, and it's and you're right. It's a small it's a small community. There was only so many opportunities to perform, so many stages to do it and make some money. So if you burn a bridge in that regard of like you become you have that reputation now as the party guy or party person and um, quickly you can fall out of the rotation. And Easy. suddenly you're not getting emails anymore, phone calls and people are like and, and people sit there and go, someone told me this advice, too. And I think it's very true. You'll never know why you don't get rebooked back. You know, like you, youth go, you might go, man, I had really good sets that week. I was at that place and I, I crowd did well. The crowd seemed to like me and I got along well with the staff and da, da, da. Like you won't know why suddenly you're out of favor at that club or at that right. stage. And you realize you don't think like, oh, I think it was because you were showing up pretty well marinated every single <laughs> night. <laughs> every and, single night, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? and, and they're like, yeah, we just don't need that. Like, it was good. He was good. But, you know, there's someone else we can take, come in. It won't be the headache.
1: Right. And there's also stuff. some spaces that are enabling because for oh, them, yeah. that's the way to make their money back. It's like we get you sort of <laughs> juiced right. up and it's like we're going to get, you know, like I remember um, playing a club once and the bartender kept because I wasn't drinking that weekend. And I was right. like, I'm I'm good. And then like the Thursday night, he's like, Are you sure? I'm like, Yeah, I'm good. I come back Friday. He's like, Are you sure? You don't want like let's, let's get. Your drink. And then Saturday, you know, at the end of the I think the last show Saturday, I was like, Ah, you know what? I'll have a beer with a late show. Like I'll have a like a drink or like a cocktail or whatever. And I remember being like uh, grabbing the drink, and at the end of the Saturday show, the bartender being like, I can't believe we only got to, you know. Uh, we only, we only only have to pay for one drink for the weekend. And I was right. like, oh, this whole time, you were trying, <laughs> the money you're going to pay me, you were trying to make it back. Yeah. I see how this works. You know? Yeah. But so like, again, how much is he
0: getting paid? How much is he getting paid? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Hey, buddy, you want some uh, drinks? You want, want some one? drinks? Yeah. <laughs> and it was funny because it was like, again, early enough that my naivete was like, oh, this guy's just like a party bartender who wants to. You know yeah. like let's have a drink or whatever come it's come like man, no I like Mm-mm. you uh, come on no nope. yeah, no no well it's true you don't want to believe it i mean when someone
0: told me that that the comedy club industry is about the booze and the food it's like <laughs> it is like they you're the reason the comedy the reason they're coming but they're also looking to transport booze and food into people and that's where they make their money and so yes we don't want to believe that but that's the and, and it's true for us we we're, we're actually viewed as a customer quite often yes
1: yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's like, And you're and you're going to be a customer who's here every night. So I every need night. you to drink. We need you. Yeah. Do you want those nachos? You want yeah. those chicken nachos, bud? Yeah. Yeah. Extra extra chicken on there. Huh? You, you, want you always guacamole? see the face.
1: You always see the faces of the staff when a comedian walks in that doesn't drink. They're always like, "Oh, this guy. Oh, oh this. What? Oh, what are we? Why did I? Oh. Why did I work
0: this weekend? Yeah. Why did I take this weekend? From? Yeah.
1: For- oh, you want. Three waters for the rest of the weekend, good for oh, you. Yeah. Good for you. That's yes.
0: not a problem, pal. Right, yeah. Why don't you just bring your own water in, bud? Huh? Yeah. Why don't you just bring your own water in <laughs> and you spare us all? Oh, you want me to yeah. run to the bar and get you an Evian?
1: Oh, Evian? I'd yeah, I'd love to. I'd love, yeah. To. I'd love Have to. you been to the clubs when they've booked like an AA, like fun, uh, like, uh, like a like a oh meet, <laughs> like a like a group? It's it's right. my favorite because, Zero like, the, 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 yeah, the owner will be like, no, I'll still get a few. Um, dollars from like the ticket sales or whatever, so they'll still have two hundred people in there. Each of them maybe has paid, you know, like twenty bucks or something. So it's like at least we got the twenty bucks out of them. The staff, meanwhile, is standing in the corner, being like, "We just delivered two hundred waters for, for two or two-hour show." We had 200 waters, 115, you know, ginger ales, a couple of soda waters. We ran out of All of, of, of them. I mean, yeah. we, we didn't have
0: enough pepper to go with these people.
1: Yeah. Sales for the night, $16. Okay. <laughs> That's including tip. It's very exciting. Very exciting night for these people trying to rebuild their lives. Very exciting. Trying to make changes. <laughs> the server, server is like it cost me
0: 16 bucks yeah. of gas just to get here tonight. Just to get here to my ship. Yeah. And I'm just going tonight. home with, yeah. what do we got here? What do we got here? 16. All right. We here. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna this up. is great. Thank I'm you so much. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm so happy you got your kids back and that your life is on the mend. But it would have been really nice to get three whiskeys, you know, and four beers instead of one water and one ginger ale. Like, there's a <laughs> you know big difference. and Because <laughs> you're getting your kids back and I'm going to lose mine tomorrow is basically what's happening. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> and you <don't> got- and <laughs> <You don't- laughs> hey, look, sir, look, you got to drink them. You don't gotta drink them.
0: I don't yeah. give a shit yeah. if you drink them or not. Just yeah. order, them. just order, yeah. them and I'll send them to, to Trent. Send them to <laughs> Trent. Trent is on stage. Send them to him. He drinks. Yeah. he doesn't want a drink or two. He drinks. Would it kill you yeah. to buy a drink for the comic? Would
1: it yeah. kill you? Will it kill you? <laughs> buy a drink. you server. I yeah. love the pound of food. yeah, yeah. <laughs> buy sixteen drinks and just put them in my name. I'm okay with that. You got options is what I'm saying to you. Yeah, You have options. It's
0: not just about you. It's not yeah. just about you, sir. Yeah.
1: yeah, those are my favorite nights just to see the staff oh. just all pretending to be happy
0: shake their head and just go, this yeah. is going to be absolutely. Yeah. Because you I, know I what they that. don't
1: get is tips on the door. They don't get that. They don't. <laughs> no, that's right. there's no door tips. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, you know, the box office. Yeah, we're not connected to that. <laughs> well, so we funny. need a bunch just, of alcoholics in the room <laughs> so we can pay rent. So we can and you had to bring an AA meeting. That's great.
0: That's so funny. I, yeah. It's true because every time I've talked to a server, like when I get to the club and like maybe the show's already started and you're like, hey, how – I say to the server, I'll go like, hey, how are they? That's the first thing they say, like they're not drinking. they do not ever, drinking, like, yeah. They don't ever go like, oh, hot crowd or they're totally yeah, – Yeah, They go like, yeah, they're not drinking much at all. Not tonight. drinking, You're yeah. like, oh, okay, you didn't hear what I asked you.
1: Yeah. I asked you- <laughs> <laughs> Let me repeat the question, yeah. And that's actually a good sign of how – Uh, how long the person has been in the business because the newer ones would be like, oh, it's a fun crowd. They're like, but the vets will always give it to you or they're just (laughs) ordering food with so much disdain. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah, they're just ordering food. It's like, okay, Uh, all right. Uh, What I asked was, what was...
0: What you heard? You heard me ask, "How are your liquor sales?" That's what you heard. That's what you. (laughs) What I said was, "How are they as a group?" Like, how are they? (laughs) Oh man! Oh man! It's so true. Everyone's there for their own purpose. The comedian's there trying to work out a new material. The person in the audience is there just because they want to. Get a break from their lives and come out and have a good time. The servers there, like, look, I'm here to make some money. I'm not here for for the art. I'm not here for the art and the craft of it. I got bills to pay. All right, and I don't give a shit who's up on that stage. I go care less. Put a monkey on a stool. I don't care.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite questions ever. Once I was at a comedy club and I had a particularly good set, and I walked off the stage. And one of the servers came up to me and said what joke did you do that got them riled up like this? And I was like, that's hilarious. You were in the room the whole time, but to you, I was some buzzing noise in the background. Right. <laughs> and I also like that, you know, like, it's so funny when you're like, you're feeling good at 45 minutes. I, I was like, well, oh, hey, you know, I had a pretty good set and she thought that I had said something at the very end, for them that they actually enjoy, I was like, you know, when you're trying to explain your entire evening to someone, they're like, no, you don't understand. I wrote this joke and then this joke, and then there was a callback to that, and there was this, and then it all came together in foot And she's like, yeah, I wasn't listening to any of that. Just give me the cold notes of what you did, because I was busy, I was busy slinging drinks. So
0: yeah, yeah, it was such a, it was them. such
1: a great question. Like, what did you do up there? That these people that I've been talking to the whole evening seem to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I? I like it. Was so yeah, it was like so disrespectful. It was so honest and so disrespectful. I yeah, I enjoyed it. I do. The, uh, I was like, I've been doing day. this for five nights straight. How are you not? How do you, you not care about this? You've been here every. <laughs> <here> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh that's when you get that's in the comedian when you get humbled where you're like you're yeah. right like must my, my stuff's working, like I get this has been a yeah. good weekend, like I feel I'm in my flow in the groove and yeah. the server can just come by with a well she did it just yeah. And, uh, because why are they all laughing at this yeah. you're like, what? I've been here this is tuesday this is tuesday what, what, i added on mean? A, i added on a chunk to the other part that i was doing i and they called it all back to the thing And what? I mean, i've had servers too ask me this afterwards go have you been up yet have you been up yet i'm like have i been up yet <laughs> I was, I was up there for 35 minutes. Have I been up there? Yeah. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. My shirt is wet. Yeah. My shirt I guess wet. you would I'm... say I, I have. Yeah. I mean, if I've been answered honestly, <coughs> I have. I have been up there. And I, uh, you know, I actually told them to tip their servers, ironically. Yeah. I told them yeah. to tip yeah. you, actually. Yeah, I and regret that. Know. I regret that now. I want to go take it back. Yeah. I want to go back up and tell never, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, dude. Oh man. I that's blew. Great. I, <clears throat> I blew into a there was to be a a three nighter in Kelowna um, at this hotel bar sports bar, and uh, you want to talk about like servers who are just like not having it. You know when you get to a venue and you know that comedians have just burned that bridge so many times that the servers already. Just not, not doesn't like comedians. Like, I don't, I just, this right. is just a job for me. I don't like you people. I don't like what you do. I don't like what you represent. I just, I got to be here. I got to have a job. So we show up and that's the vibe this server's given off the whole time. And so I'm like, you know, pretty new in the game. I think I was still like middling, opening. And I go up to the server. It was a light crowd the first night, like really light. Like I mean like 15 people or something. So I'm like, man, we drove all this way. Like it'd be nice to have some crowds at some point. So now it's Friday night. I get to the club early. I go up to the server. I go, so uh, how is it? looking for reservations tonight? Like, do we expect many people? She had a clip, clipboard. She goes, no reservations, but what do you guys care? You get paid anyway, right? And then she just walked away, right? And I was like, <laughs> I drove, I drove six hours. I, I get paid, but I like to have people.
1: Yeah. I, no, yeah. I, I don't want to talk to just you. And I yeah. don't like to actually, there's, there's more to this. Like I, I just, just so you know, and again, I mean, going back to the pandemic, it's like, yeah, a lot of people, don't get me wrong. It sucks to lose your, your, your way of living. But a lot of people, at least, the, most of the comics I've, I've spoken with about missing it, it's like, it's more than just a paycheck. Oh, like, yeah. Stand-up is more than just a paycheck. And I hope it is for a lot of people because like, it's such a fun thing to do. But then you also realize that for some people, like you said, like I'm, I just have to be here. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm here to, you know, give drinks while you do your stupid things on stage. And I don't, <laughs> I don't care. You know, I, don't. I really don't. I don't care. And actually, yeah. if you are if you're
0: in my way one more time, yeah. when I go to the bar to get yeah. my tray of drinks, yeah. I will cut
1: you with a broken. You keep, you keep calling it art and a craft. I call it noise. <laughs> okay, that's what it that's what it is to me. It's noise. <laughs> you
0: <laughs> you call it a craft and art, yeah. and I call it noise. Noise. I, I call it mommy shift. Yeah, mommy's got to go to her <laughs> shift. Okay. <laughs> So while you're up there with your higher yeah. art form and you are yeah. changing the world. Yeah. I, I got to pay rent. Yeah. Okay? I yeah. got a kid to feed. That's all I got. That's what this you is, are.
1: That's what you are. You're a co-worker.
0: You're a co-worker, but <laughs> so you get a microphone and I don't. I That's don't. the difference. That's I the don't difference. get a microphone. I yeah. like a microphone. Oh, I'd I would like, a like a to microphone. say some
1: things. I would love. Oh, I would love to get some things off my chest. I'm glad that you get to. <laughs> Because you know what? I would love the opportunity to say something (laughs) to the guy in section C4. Oh, I would love to talk to that guy. I would love 45 minutes to be able to address that guy. But do I get a microphone? No. (laughs) And all this is just it's just permeating out of them. It's just exuding yeah. out of their pores with every
0: word and look they give to you. Yeah. And you're like, I'm just going to stay out of your way. The rest yeah. of the weekend, I'm just going to. Fair enough. Just, Fair I enough. I'm just. Uh, I get it. I'll stand over right here. And uh, at least like some of the clubs have green rooms where you can actually literally stay out of the way. But these places you play where you're literally just in the room taking up space and you and I are not small men. Right. So like, no. we sit there and it's like, you just feel like you're in the way all the time. Like the server is like trying to slide by you. Like, excuse yeah. me, excuse me. God, yeah. can I just get uh, four rum and Cokes and whatever <laughs> he wants? Like you're just, this idiot.
1: Yeah. You're like, I'm just trying. Like it's not my fault. It's not my fault.
0: I don't know where to stand. I, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't know yeah. how we got off on the wrong foot. Yeah. I don't know if
1: it was something like, I... I think you either want me to be on stage or outside the venue. And I don't think those are the... <laughs> those options don't work for me right now. I can't. <laughs> I, need, I, need I need to, to be, be in the inside room.
0: the venue so I, yeah. so I know when I'm... So Yeah, I, I need... But if you want me to wait my car, I can just go... And, I, you can
1: text me <laughs> but it's when it's five minutes before showtime. I've felt that vibe in a room before <laughs> so much,
0: so am, many times. My name's on the sign. My name. Yeah. My name's outside on the thing. Yeah, no? doesn't matter. No,
1: that's just you know. And again, it's not. And you know, you don't blame because again, like you said, it's it's humbling because it puts things in perspective. Like, the the job of a comedy club server has to be one of the most intricate, like. Jobs in the world because in any other space they're allowed to make noise and you're allowed to like move but this time you're bringing twelve drinks at a time and you're not supposed to make a squeak no. like and we none none at all no. you know and you also and have to get all twelve orders without yes, a word take orders receive them and like without like just making you know and it's like yeah I don't blame them I don't blame them for looking at us being like can you just get out of yeah. my way like yeah. I already have. 300 different things I have to worry about.
0: (laughs) Can't we just put a clip of a comedian on the screen and then I can just talk (laughs) normal and get the orders No, I got to get. So I can be, Oh, but this guy's up here. Up here doing his
1: art. Yeah. So I yeah. But this artist I gotta, I gotta, and his craft. His craft. Yeah. And I have to
0: know. <laughs> I have to sneak around like a ninja and stay yeah. low <laughs> and stay low the whole time. Because with my this, bad back. Because he. <laughs> because because he's this craft about, is so, he's so craft. fragile. Because <laughs> he talks about odd socks. Because he's yeah. got a line about odd socks. <laughs> right. 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 So that should be fine yeah. for me. I'll yeah. see you tomorrow night. That yeah. should be
1: fine for oh, me. And I don't get a microphone.
0: Okay. And I still okay. don't get a mic. Even All though right. we have spare microphones here, right? Because I've yeah. seen them in the back. I've seen the spare microphones. Yeah. I don't get the one. W- Fair. That's fine. Fair. I'll see you tomorrow. By the way, I made $4 tonight. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> awesome. So, dude, like you would. So the stand up goes away clearly. And then you take on the writing jobs. How was the writing going? Because it's obviously a very different world, like one very of different Gar just in your vibe, doing
1: your thing. How did you find that? It was a challenge. honestly, it was a challenge because it's like, yeah, like you said, like, you always like the immediacy of knowing stuff is going to work on the back end, you don't have that anymore. And then writing in someone else's voice and trying to figure out what makes them tick, it's like you, you have to take your own ego out of the way and sort of be able to relate to someone. And then also understand that if a joke doesn't work, it's okay. Right. Right. Because it's like when you're writing for yourself, you're like, oh, how how do I figure out this joke? But it's like, for someone else, it's like, oh, no, that joke doesn't work for them. And even though in your mind, you're like, no, it would work for me. It's like, yeah, that's fine. But if if, if I'm writing for Trent and that joke doesn't work for Trent, it's okay. Yeah, But you can let that go. And so those were the sort of little learning experiences that I had to sort of adjust to. Because when you're writing for yourself, it's okay. It's like if something doesn't work, you can work on it and try and adjust and whatever. And maybe even hold on to it sometimes, but not with as much, you know, resentment as when it's for someone else and they don't like it. There's a bit of resentment there because you're like, what do you mean you don't like it? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah you know a good joke the best joke yeah. i've
0: written all week we talked yeah. about
1: yeah well i so, like the nature of
0: 22 is the same thing it's like with so much stuff just doesn't get made or it goes in the garbage <clears throat> and people i think when you first come in it's like it's really hard not to take that personal because you realize that we need that validation of like okay our yeah. thoughts are actually connecting with people and when that's taken away and when you're writing <clears throat> 30 jokes and only one of them is getting the chance of getting made that can wear on you after a while and you can lose confidence and you start second guessing your ability and, uh, God, is this for me? And I, I don't, maybe I don't have what it takes. And
1: so you can go
0: down that spiral pretty quick.
1: Pretty much. And, and again, I mean, you know this, cause you're not working television for a while. It's like, it's, stand up is such a volume business where you can't, you can't do a 45 minute set with one good joke. No. Right. You can do it, but in any other setting, one good joke can hold a whole project together. Yes. Right. Like you can hold, like in, in, a, in, a, in a sketch show, in a TV show, like you can hold it together with one or two great jokes, which you don't do in, in stand up. Yep. You're trained to sort of like in stand up writing to be like, I can't rely, yeah. you know, I can't rely to do an hour set and only my closing joke works. Yeah. Like that's exactly. just not going to work.
0: Yeah. It's a weird machine, man. Yeah. It's. Weird. I mean, it and can for
1: I'll... some people who do like the
0: long setup, but yeah that's but that's few and far between it's a bit of a there's only so many folks who do it that way but also i think a lot of comedians that i've seen right. like just hearing people's stories about their time on saturday night live as well if there's a lot of similarities to what it's like to be part of our show too where if you come in as a comedian and you're writing to now a you're not you're not on you're not the performer anymore so you're kind of more behind the scenes so that energy you're not getting from just right. performance and the adrenaline And then seeing a lot of your ideas just go in the garbage after a while can like just erode over time slowly. You're just like, man, oh man, like there's just, where's the payoff? Like, where am I? Where's the, I get, I feed, you know, I love the creative process, but if my stuff's not being used, it's like, well, where's the motivation to keep producing it at a crazy volume. Right. So it just wears people down.
1: Yeah. Mm And also learning like the technical aspect of it, because there is, in in writing comedy for any other platform, there is a lot of structure that should be involved, yep. which in stand-up rarely does happen. You know, stand-up That's is true. really just sort of like the it's loose, it's sort of like you can just sort of navigate it on a fly, but with with, with everything else, you have to fit a certain structure. <clears throat> and those limits can either like encourage you, or you're just like, I'm just gonna throw everything off a balcony
0: yeah yeah i i'm done and it's over like with our show on 22 one of the biggest things that is part of the framework is like what we can physically make in a short period of time so if you're going to write a sketch with like yeah there's a car right. chase and it goes off a cliff and a helicopter comes it's like there's no time for any of that stuff so stuff's got to fit within like nope. a two to three hour time frame normally and to be able to be shot so if you have multiple locations, for example, like that's going to be harder to shoot. And right. there's all these things as a creative you don't think about, because you're just like, this is a funny idea. Right. Boom, put it into your laptop. <clears throat> and the producers are like, yeah, it's good. But like, we can't get but a space
1: shuttle. It. We can't get a space right. shuttle. We don't have yeah. them. You're like, <laughs> Whereas in stand-up, you, you can have three of them.
0: You're going to have three space shuttles, and they can be stacked on top of each other. So it's church, it's yeah. all about your imagination. Yeah, That's all. so So it's a little bit more restrictive, I think. And it can be hard to... Uh, it could be hard to handle over over time. But that show was very unique. Like humor resources, like I watched I watched a couple episodes and and John is just so funny anyway. And I think So funny. Um yeah, I thought the I thought the show was really, really funny and just it's a good showcase for comics. It's a unique way to, to showcase comics as opposed to just doing the traditional stand up here's this person. You're kind of getting a flavor for person for the personality of the person the, and the way they personality, shot.
1: yeah, yeah. It was so. a big challenge because mm-hmm. I mean it was also made during a pandemic, so you had those challenges of trying to do it remotely. And I think uh, John and the directors did an incredible job with sort of hands tied behind their back and trying to produce this thing with so many different people in so many different p- parts of the world. Uh, but like you said, it was it was it was a great vehicle to show people when they're off stage, but still comedians. Yes. Right. Yeah. In a way that's like, not like so much like a talk show where they have to do a bit, but just being them and just sort of like, yeah. And then transferring that you, you do the HR meeting sort of, um, vehicle to just be like, how would these people act if there was still being comics, but being called on their BS? Right. Yeah.
0: It's a very unique concept like even when I saw the idea and I was like, John's perfect for it as, as that person who's conducting it all. And uh, like I said, it was a great showcase just for, for the the comedians that were on it, but also again, showing their personalities the entire time and putting them in situations where you're like, okay, let's just see how you, but still keep your comedian face on, still keep, still keep that mask on and still, still be that person. So now what's going to go, what's going to happen? Summer's approaching. Arthur Simeon's in his house. He's probably got some booze on the way. I mean, yeah. I don't know what's going on. So what's what does the rest of the summer look like for you? What are you going to be into?
1: To be honest, I have no idea. Um, I have a couple of uh, voice, <clears throat> uh, some voice work that's going to come up. I haven't really done much. I, I, I wasn't really going, I wasn't really auditioning for it, but, you know, times have changed. So I was like, yeah, I'll put out some some demos and some auditions. So I, I booked a couple of things. None of them have really been moving at the pace that I like in terms of like confirmation of actual dates and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'm working on that. I'm working on standup again, because I'm very optimistic mm-hmm. and being like, mm-hmm. I want to do two kinds of stand-up. I want to put out like the material that I wrote during a pandemic that is very specific for this moment. Cause I also don't want to do it forever. Yeah. So I want to, Get it out, and the moment it 's safe enough to shoot even in front of a small audience, shoot it and put it out just to sort of again like almost like a capsule of this last yep. year, and then the stand up that 's moving forward, like just sort of moving past it, so that 's going to be my summer is nice do a lot of voice work, <clears throat> which again is beautiful because you can just do it at home and just mm-hmm. on and add another skill. <laughs> To yep. uh, something again, it's been laziness that I didn't get into it earlier, but, you know, sort of pandemic forces you to switch stuff. So do that and then uh, prepare this pandemic material that is that I like because it's like I it has to go out somewhere like I don't want to sit on it yeah. forever. <clears> and then <throat> uh, and then that's it.
0: The did you put a special? Out, was it last year? Did you put your yep. special out? Yeah. And right before the, the pandemic.
1: Right the Blackest, Blackest Panther. Panther, yeah. The
0: Blackest Panther, right? Where was that? Where did you shoot it? Tell me about. I shot it the, in Toronto, and the production of that. Go ahead, talk
1: about it a bit. Shot it in Toronto. Uh, everything was done here in Toronto. Like it was, it was uh, produced, and it was really produced by Comedy Records, the the label that put it out, and the label that manages me. Um, they were very good about it. Like Comedy Records put it out, produced it. And uh, I was talking to Barry Taylor, who runs it, a few weeks ago. And I said, because we, we released it uh, at the end of February, which was like three or four weeks out from the total shutdown. Right. And the night we released it, him and I went to a Raptors game, which is, seems like a, another world now. That's right. With like 18,000 people just sort of like rubbing up against each other and buying drinks and whatever. And then had a party to sort of celebrate it. And I was telling him, I was like, if I had known what the world would look like, even just three weeks after that, we should have run naked in the streets because that would have been (laughs) the last time to be able to do that. But yeah, so the album is called The Blackest Panther. It was like an album that was like three years in the making. Like every time I felt like it was good enough, something else popped up and I was like, no, I got to add this in. And I scratched, sort of like, you know, scratched the recording and did it all over again. Uh, it's it's jokes that I, I really enjoyed. Um, again, like took three years to make. Uh, it, it talks about my family a little bit, talks about stand up, and then it talks about the world in general. Like the stuff that I like to talk about, it's sort of like a mix of everything. Like I give you a bit of my personal story, uh, but I also give you a mix of what I think of all the sort of crazy things happening, silly things that are happening. And I was really proud of it. Uh, I liked the response that I got from it. We put it on vinyl, which was such a big deal because vinyl was coming back. And a lot of people responded really well to it and they asked for it. And we, we, you know, we sent out a whole bunch of vinyl and uh, yeah. So it was, it was, it was pretty cool.
0: Awesome. Did you, did you do it over like one night or did you do multiple shows? How did you do it? The the final
1: recording was two nights, two shows,
0: Right. right? That's the way to do it. At least get yeah. to when I shot mine a couple of years ago, I just did the one night one show and I'm like, it was way too much pressure. Cause you like yeah. everything has to go right. You're hoping for a hot crowd. You're hoping for no technical yeah. glitches. And so, um, you know, if I do, when I do my next one, I'm trying to do it over a bunch of nights just to have, you know, your, your pick of the yes. best choices and the best responses. And my advice
1: glitches. for anyone listening planning to do this is do the two shows even if you're going to just use the one, the two shows, like you said, takes off the pressure. Yeah. Cause the fact that I had two shows, cause we ended up using most of the recording was just from one show, right? Like it was just like, maybe a few edits from the second one, but the first show went well enough. Yeah. The sound was good. Everything was good that like you could sort of put it out. And the reason was because you knew you had a backup. Yeah. So you kind of relax and then you yeah. just do your thing. But if you have just the one show, then that's all you're thinking about. You're not even thinking about the material you're doing. You're thinking about, will the mics pick up this, will this happen? What if I cough at this moment? What if like this person or whatever, like it be just, just get in your head. But the moment you have a couple of options, you're like, do it. And then you just sort of back in that mode of, Oh, it's just another show that I'm doing. Yeah. It happens to be recorded, but it's, it's cool.
0: Yeah, it starts to feel more normal, like a normal show. I remember, you know, it's like doing those comedy nows back in the day, and they'd always say like, hey, man, it's just like any other show. Just go out and do what you do. It's like any other show. And then you realize, oh, no, it's not like any other show. You you don't want me to have a mic stand. Uh I have to choose ahead of time. I have to wear a certain color shirt. Uh, I can't go this far in the stage. I can't go. So this is not like any other show. This is very different than any other show. Also, you're going to capture it. And play it for its entirety, like forever. On All, yeah. So it's like, it's, it's just not another you show. You know it's what's really shows. funny?
1: Uh, I I actually never did comedy now oh, because wow. I went to a taping and none of it felt right to me. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Like I went to, again, to bring him back, Kenny Robinson's uh, Comedy Now taping. Yep. And he taped on the same night as Sugar Sammy. So it was two people that I had seen on stage before that I really enjoyed their work. And I watched them and something fell off. Right. So when the offer came to me, I just kind of said, no, thank you. Which was unheard of at the time.
0: Yeah, you're right. Because I I was new.
1: Yeah. And everyone was like, are you insane? And I was like, I think I am. And I don't regret it in any way because at the time there was a lot of sleepless nights being like, what am I doing right now? Right. Yeah. But something of it, like you, all, all the things you just mentioned, like the fact that you had to wear something on like this and the fact that you do a joke and then someone runs on stage and is like, you're going to have to do that again. And, and, and they bring out someone to like do your makeup and stuff. like It just felt weird. And I go, I know that's how all TV is done, but at that time I didn't know I was new to the game and everything. But at that time it just felt very strange.
0: Yeah, no, it what it is. It is weird to stand in front of a couple hundred people while someone is adjusting your makeup or saying that your right. shirt has got a wrinkle, and then you're just standing there in front of these people. Then they just walk off the stage and go, "Go ahead, pick it right yeah. back up where you were." You're like, yeah. "What? Is, this is not like any other no. show. I don't carry yeah. makeup and wardrobe people with me on stage with me all while the I'm time. doing a show." <laughs>
1: like, <you> know, <laughs> and that's another thing too. It's like I learned because I guess I wasn't ready because when I finally did get to do TV spots. I was more comfortable with my stand up that you kind of get used to the start and stop. Oh, we're going to move this camera over here and move that camera over there. And then you're going to have to do that line again. And the audience has to pretend they didn't just hear the joke, you know, yeah. 30 seconds ago and stuff exactly. like that. So you kind of get used to that whole thing again, which, um, yeah, it takes kind of the fun of stand up about it, but you like, you need it because, yeah, TV just reaches way more people than
0: Yeah, than you exactly. Would- and the other thing too, I've found with TV tapings for standup is that the day is very long. Like yes. you, they need you there at a sound check at one in the afternoon, the show is at eight. And because it's all TV and makeup stuff, it's like, Hey, we need you. The show is at eight. You're not on till eight 55, but we need you at the venue at uh, six o'clock or whatever it is. And you're like, why do I have to right. be at the venue? It's, three hours ahead of time because they just want everyone there so they know where is. And everyone is so, everyone there yeah i found that really hard for me because my process was like i don't want to be at the venue like three four hours before showtime <laughs> like i just found my energy would be draining and and so that was a bit of an adjustment too when i started doing some of those tapings was like oh i have to rethink my whole preparation as to how i do this because you're just yeah. sitting in a room with uh, a fruit plate and a uh, bottle of water for four hours before four you go hours on before and I'm like, you even go up yeah you're just groggy and starting to fall asleep. It's like, oh, God, I gotta, I'm gotta! i going on in 30 minutes, finally. Right. You know, <laughs> it's like, what's going on here? Um, buddy, well, I'm going to let you go. It was amazing to catch up and uh, Dude, find out what you're up to. Such a
1: pleasure. So good to see you. And um, uh, I'm sorry I didn't even get to ask. How are you holding up in this hall? I know this is supposed to be a podcast and supposed to be sort of interview style, but we haven't spoken in a while. How, is, how has the year, last year been? We should close on that. Uh,
0: it was good, man. Like I think I utilized the first early months, as you said, as kind of a break. Like I just took the first few months to just kind of recalibrate my life in a lot of ways. I took, I needed to rest because the season's long and at 22. Right. So I and I just started a tour. So it was four shows into a tour when we had to shut it down because of the of the pandemic. And then I went, okay, this happened for a reason. This whole you know thing is like, okay, it's time for me to take a break and just slow down. So I took a couple months and just took it easy. Then I went into that panic mode of like, oh, man, this career could go away forever. And Whoa, what's happening? And so there was a bit of that. But what I did during that time, and I've told a few people, I took out some big flip chart paper and I put it on the wall and I wrote down like a bunch of things I wanted to like improve. So it was like stand up. What do I want to do with my stand up? How do I how do I want to approach it? What do I want to say with it? The podcast. Why am I doing it? How do I want to do it? Like, I really got the time to slow down and actually just ask myself, why am I doing stuff and how do I want to go about it? And that's been beneficial to me because I wouldn't have taken that time to slow down. I don't think otherwise, cause it was always like, just go, 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 go to yeah. the next thing, get the next gig. Right. And so I think it was a benefit to me in the long run, you know? So at the end that's of the great. day, you can work it to my advantage, you know?
1: Yeah. That's very healthy too. Well, yeah. And I think I was at a point because I, I went, like, where, I went the other way. I was like, just deliver all the booze in the world. give me all the liquor you
0: have and uh yeah put some flip chart paper up that way i mean yeah yeah. the moment the 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 government
1: was like we can deliver booze and cannabis and i was like what is this what what are you trying to say to me right now that life is perfect (laughs) this is the greatest
0: country in the world yeah it's it's amazing yeah um no it's been good and one of the great things about the podcast has been the ability to cause everyone's using zoom now is like, I've been able to right. check in on friends that I have. Yeah. So like having guys like you on the podcast and I was talking to Steve Patterson and like, you know what I mean? Like you can just reach out to people now and actually spend an hour just going to catch it up and, and share it with, with listeners as well to save time. So it's been, uh, oh, absolutely. It's, been a blessing. it's been good, man. It's been good. Well, buddy continues Thank you so much for having me, man. And uh, as you know, I love your stuff and hopefully we'll be in the same room again. Not, to, not too distant future and work together again. Cause it's always fun. Hopefully man.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. It's good to see you. Thanks for having me. And oh, this was one last fun. Thing. This was a lot of one fun. One last
0: thing. Sorry, we didn't mention. Where can folks find your special? The Blackest Panther. Where can folks find uh, it? The locate?
1: Blackest Panther is available everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. Uh, if you are a vinyl collector, go to ArthurSimeon.com and, and ask me for one. I will send it to you personally. Boom. Look at that yeah.
0: How kind is that How generous yeah. is that That's Or even you go are. social
1: media Like if you Twitter and Facebook Arthur Simeon Fan page Or Twitter Arthur Simeon Instagram Arthur Simeon Like you send me a message I'll send you a vinyl
0: Perfect Awesome Buddy thanks again And uh Take care of yourself And uh Good to see you, you man Alright buddy See you later Bye bye